Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. SteveJonesInc.com It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. If you didn't get much of a chance to get outside and enjoy the weather yesterday, guess what? You get another chance today, and it's going to be beautiful. How are you, everybody? Fabulous farm baby Pam Yonke. Tickled to bring you this forecast because it's going to change pretty sharply as of Friday. Today, though, let's enjoy it while we've got it. Mostly sunny skies expected for today. 52 are expected high, so even warmer than what we enjoyed yesterday. Tomorrow, an abrupt change. Rain and snow in the forecast depends on where you're going to be. 37 are expected high on Friday. Saturday, more of that wintry mix. And 34, 29 on Sunday, but no moisture. And then Monday, another mix of sun and clouds. 29, the expected high Monday. So like I said, enjoy it while we've got it today because it sure abruptly changes tomorrow. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, has those weather details coming up. Also, before we finish up the show this morning, going to chat with Ryan Yonkman from Rice Dairy LLC down in Chicago. Our dairy markets yesterday picked up a little ground. Today we get a World Ag Supply Demand report out at 11 a.m. Central Time. What's developing in the marketplace? Ryan's got the details for us live this morning. It was the night before Christmas and all through the farm. Not a creature was stirring. Except dad hanging lights from the barn? The Midwest Farm Report wants you to deck the farm and show us just how festive your homestead looks this Christmas season. How sure does look swell, Clark. All you have to do is send us a pic of your farm decorated for the holidays and we'll give you a coupon for a free gallon of milk from Quick Trip. I hope you didn't do this all on our account, Clark. Go to thefarmwi.com to upload your photo and get that milk to go along with Santa's cookies while supplies last. Deck the farm with the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it seems that 2020 has been the year of adaption, and that is going to carry into 2021 when we're looking ahead to future conferences. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Caitlin Riley. And last year, I had the chance to pop just down the road at the La Crosse Center for the Moses Organic Farming Conference. And when life gives you a lemon, you make one heck of a lemonade stand, I guess, because a lot of these organizational groups are coming together for a uh, five-in-one conference almost. And Pam, you have all the details of what that's going to entail. Well, at least as they stand right now, that's for sure, Caitlin. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where, as you said, a lot of our associations and organizations are trying to figure out how they can continue to offer programming that farmers have relied on and yet still uh, keep their financial balance sheet in place. That gets to be tricky business. And if you're brand new to the association, it's really a challenge. Lori Stern is just that. She's the new executive director of the Midwest Organic Sustainable Education Service, known as MOSES. Now, she uh, took the position as executive director in September when plans for this mega conference, the five and one, were already in place. But I asked her to just explain to us how many of these organizations are all coming together for this new virtual mega conference. Yeah, um, it, it super exciting. So um, given that we were all faced with having to do something virtually, if we were going to do something at all, and recognizing that we had a lot of crossover in terms of the organic farming community and sustainable agriculture, that we have, you know, exhibitors, sponsors, uh, attendees that 
overlap and would maybe be going to all of the conferences or trying to decide why not just come together and do one big conference. I think the part of the benefit and, and joy of the Organic Farming Conference that Moses typically p- puts on is that it is a really diverse group of farmers. Um, and so this is just the opportunity to, you know, expand that network and not have people have to make a choice and be, you know, one more Zoom meeting. So um, I think that's where it was. And it, it ended up being something that we are all really excited about. I, I actually just had a call with all the partners. We're staying in close contact. And uh, and we're going to basically pool our resources, share the revenue. It's a very collaborative um, effort, which is great. Tell them about the uh, collaborators, your partners in this uh, online production. Who are they and, uh, you know, what do they bring to the table? So uh, we have Grassworks. So they're an organization of grazers, so people that are putting their animals out on pasture. The um, Iowa Organic Association usually does an organic pork conference, so they're joining us. O'Grain um, out of the University of Wisconsin, so they're the organic grain growers. And then the Organic Vegetable Production Conference that um, is part of Fair Share as well as Dane County Extension and uh, UW Extension. So those are our partners. We've got, you know, veggie producers, we've got grain growers, we've got a couple of organizations that do livestock. And then, you know, the the Moses tent usually encompasses all of them as well. So this is great to have that level of um, specificity and also expertise. And each of the partners are contributing specific workshop tracks. So if if their um, folks usually would go to their conference, they're going to find that and more coming to this one uh, virtual conference at the end of February. Excellent, excellent. So let's talk a little bit about some, you know, as I've pointed out, sometimes when you are online and you don't have travel costs and you don't have some of those things associated with big conferences and you bring together a number of groups, sometimes you really get some sweet speakers. When you look at the lineup as it stands right now, Lori, recognizing you could still have some additions, what speakers have you been able to already secure to really pump up the volume as far as people in attendance? Well, I think that, um, you know, that, that, is, that is a conversation. We, we still have some up our sleeve that haven't yet been announced. But um, one of the collaborations that has come about from this conference is working with the Real Organic Project. And they're associated with Al Gore, and they have an amazing group of folks that contribute to their videos and to their cause, really high-level, well-known folks in organic agriculture. And the Real Organic Project is going to bookend the conference for us. So they're going to start us off um, and look at uh, climate and farming. And then at the end of the conference, they're going to send us off with some amazing action steps that we can all take. And so we're excited to have them um, collaborating with us. And we are right now identifying who those speakers will be that will kind of bookend that conference. But it will be out of the, the amazing folks that they have, from food activists to farmers to chefs, that speak to the Real Organic Project's mission around organic standards and um, and maintaining those standards for clarity with consumers and production methods and all of that. So that's um, that's really exciting. So kind of to your point, we have all these people that are gathering virtually, and to be able to access these folks is really exciting. 
If you're just joining us, this is Lori Stern. She is the executive director of Moses, Midwest Organic Sustainable Education Service, one of the pivotal partners in the upcoming Growing Stronger Collaborative Conference, February 22nd through the 27th. I don't want to say that this replaces a lot of conferences because that that wouldn't be fair, but it does bring together five different organizations for this one virtual event. Paint me a picture, if you can, Lori, on what this is going to look like to attendees. There's been a lot of different platforms, a lot of different uh, recreations of what a virtual conference is going to look like. If I want to be a part of that audience and so many different workshops, tell me what it's going to look like, what your platform is going to look like. So I think that um, one of the things that we were really clear about going as, as we went about this is that part of the benefit of going to any conference under you know, normal before-time circumstances with the the hallway conversations and the conversations that happened over meals um, and just, you know, bumping into old friends that you haven't seen. And so we did not want to lose the opportunity for engagement with the people that are attending. That is where the value is um, in, in the platform and in the conference. And so what we've done is we've created space within the agenda for um, workshops, yes, but only two workshop slots a day, so people don't get too tired. The conference is going over more days than it would normally, um, because, like you said, we don't have the you know the restrictions of travel and the and the cost of that and leaving farms and getting farm sitters and um, hotel rooms and all of that. So we've we've extended the amount of days, and then we also have roundtable time at the same time every day. Um, so that'll be the opportunity to absolutely gather around a table, and talk to each other. The other thing that we're doing with our workshops, because we recognize the challenge of rural broadband for many of the people that attend the conference, so we're uh, attempting then to create the didactic part of workshops where the speaker is speaking in, and, and record those so that people could download them and have them available and then have a time that's going to actually absolutely be question and answer and very interactive as part of every workshop. And so if, you, if your broadband isn't great or you're, you know, struggling with kids are working on schoolwork at home and there's competition for that broadband that you can call in and still be part of the conversation and you've seen the workshop and you can now engage kind of a flipped classroom model almost. So we're doing that. And then the other great thing is that normally you go to a conference and you have lots of things that you want to see and they're all at the same time. And we're making the conference content available well past the con- the conference dates so that you could potentially get to every workshop and not have to choose, which is great, um, and still have the opportunity for interaction. We're building an exhibit hall where exhibitors can be in their booths because the exhibit hall is always just so dynamic and so fun to go and see new products and talk to people. And so we're really encouraging those exhibit hall times to be specific to have our um, exhibitors actually in their booths so people can go and talk and visit and more than one person can be in a booth at a time so that we're trying to recreate that excitement of being someplace together when we can't safely be together. Excellent. Lori Stern again along with us. If uh, you haven't written down the dates, you might want to do that February 22nd through the 27th. Now, I don't want to uh, get in your pockets too much, Lori, but it's obvious that all of these organizations um, generally used their conferences, at least in part, as a funding mechanism to kind of keep rolling forward. How How is Moses handling this pandemic? And again, 
yes, it's going to be a wonderful virtual conference, but how are you guys doing as far as keeping your operating budget uh, in place? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Definitely our, our conference under normal circumstances are that's a huge part of our operating budget every year. Um, I think doing this collaborative con- conference is absolutely the right thing to do in this moment, and we are um, the, the registration is far reduced from what it normally would be. I mean, obviously, we're not having to feed people and rent the conference space. Um, and we're sharing that revenue across all of those partners um, that we mentioned uh, because we're all in that same spot, um, for sure. And then, you know, I guess I would just, because it was such a huge piece of our operating budget and it, it is not going to be replaced by this virtual conference, um, that I would I would encourage anyone listening who who loves and, su- and supports these organizations under normal circumstances to um, to donate now end of year donate moving into the conference season um, it would it would help us all out because that is absolutely true I mean we're we're doing the best we we can in this situation and getting the content out in a way um, that should be exciting that should still be an opportunity to build community um, and and all of our budgets are taking that hit. Boy, that is for sure. Laurie Stern, among many, that uh, is imploring you to really think about those associations, organizations, conferences that you maybe took for granted. Reach out to them and see how you may be able to support them uh, as we are in what we hope is the home stretch of the pandemic. Laurie Stern, Executive Director of MOSES, the Midwest Organic Sustainable Education Service, now moving online along with Grassworks Grazing. Midwest Organic Pork Conference, O-Grain Organic Grain Conference, and the Fair Share CSA Coalition, and the Wisconsin Organic Vegetable Production Conference. All of those conferences now coming together as one, February 22nd through the 27th. If you want to follow up and find out more, obviously the best way to do it is to begin at mosesorganic.org and continue to check back on our website as well. MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. What weather is in store for the Midwest today? Stay tuned as ag meteorologist Stu Muck gives you the latest forecast in just moments, right here on the Midwest Farm Report. Johnson Tractor has new Case IH equipment on hand ready for immediate delivery. And 0% financing makes it really easy. Find year-end savings on in-stock Case IH combines, tractors, and planters. Johnson Tractor will sweeten the deal when you trade in your current unit. Call Johnson Tractor today and find yourself in a new Case IH for a great price. Johnson Tractor, Janesville and Judah. Johnson Tractor, from land to lawn. Tom Spitz. And David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. This year, we've made over $53 million in paycheck protection loans. This kept more than 5,200 people employed at 225 businesses. We're committed to helping business build a better future. To learn more, go to SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, lenders you know. Member FDIC, Equal Opportunity Lender. In Windsor and Madison. ADHD. It's the child who can't pay attention or sit still in school, right? The answer may be yes. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, can be complicated and it can last a lifetime. Up to 75% of children and adolescents with ADHD have at least one additional mental disorder that requires a comprehensive approach to treatment. Learn more at moretoadhd.com. This message brought to you in partnership with ADA, ACO, and CHAD. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't put that lawnmower away just yet. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. Listen, talk or text with the McFarland staff and take that lawnmower in for winterizing before it sits in your garage or shed. 608-643-3321. They've got great packages right now to winterize that lawnmower and make sure you're off to a good start come spring of 2021. 608-643-3321. McFarland. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty, boy, I hope that you got a chance to enjoy the beautiful weather yesterday. The skies were so blue, and now looking at the forecast, I think we get a little bit of a opportunity to do it again. Let's find out about it. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype this morning. So I'm liking where this uh, forecast is taking me today. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit more cloudy and overcast, but it sounds like we're going to see a little bit more sunshine again today. A little more sun and some fairly mild air. You're right. The little cool front that's going to bring the change is still out to the west, just moving on into northwest and west central Minnesota. So it doesn't fly through Wisconsin in a big hurry today, but it will as we make our way on toward late today and into the nighttime. That's going to bring some clouds and start to cool things off a bit more. Low pressure builds up out of the southwest. I expect it to be up towards southern or maybe as far north as central Illinois into Saturday. And that's where we talk about rain and even snow as we start the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Compere Financial is grateful to the hardworking farmers and their families as you work relentlessly to feed, clothe, and fuel the world all year long. Thank you for all you do, and we wish you a safe and happy holiday season. Give your local Compere team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compere.com for lending, crop insurance, appraisal, and other financial needs. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. All righty, Stu, how about you tell us how good it's going to get today because t- tomorrow we do an about face. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Uh, Today, very fine. Mostly sunny skies. Really nice day. Very upper 40s. Could be some 50s again. And south winds will be around 5 to 10. But that cool front's moving in. Winds become variable lacrosse ready this afternoon. Overnight, becoming mostly cloudy. Low 30s, maybe an upper 20 here or there. Winds will become north from west to east overnight, about 5 to 10. Cloudy skies Friday. And especially in southeast Wisconsin, let's talk about Madison, Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac. Could be a little rain in the mid to late afternoon, and then some snowflakes develop late and last into the nighttime. Rain and snow in the southeast, some very light snow at Mawson and La Crosse into Saturday. Uh, Mid-30s Saturday, breezy, strong northeast winds. And as far as snow, Pam, I'd say draw that line, Madison to Fond du Lac, Beaver Dam, uh, a couple of inches, maybe three if we're that fortunate. Further northwest of that line isn't going to be much at all. Hmm. All right, and it's going to be a goopy mess probably starting in front of part of next week too, huh? 
Well, it'll take us into Saturday night, early Sunday, and then next week is on that cool side. Okay. Low 30s, upper 20s for highs, almost like it should be. Well, see, that's just it. We're going to get spoiled today and get slapped in the face tomorrow, but that's all right. We still have today. Good enough. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, man. Have a great day. Stumach, our ag meteorologist with the weather details you're looking for, or maybe not if you're looking into next week. But right now, it looks gorgeous. Great opportunity to get out, to get out there. Don't forget, we're looking for your pictures of your holiday decorations around your home or farm. Stamp a picture. Send it to farm at midwestfarmreport.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There are farms in Wisconsin that have been owned and operated by the same family for 100 years or more. And it's time to recognize the amazing farm families that pour everything they've got into keeping their operation going decade after decade. Thanks to Compere Financial and the All of Us Research Program, the Midwest Farm Report is giving you the stories behind these historic homesteads right now on our website with our Century and Sesquicentennial Farm Salute. This is all thanks to Compere Financial and the All of Us Research Program. Check them out now at MidwestFarmReport.com. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise. Of Battles Won. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Are you paying too much for health insurance? Rural Mutual Insurance can help you find the best options for individual, group, vision, dental, and Medicare. Call your local Rural Mutual agent to see how you can save. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have, have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden confusion, confusion trouble speaking, speaking, or understanding, understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? 
Have, Have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden confusion, confusion trouble speaking, or understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't, don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at powertoendstroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Keys, doorknob, elevator buttons, car door, steering wheel, grocery cart, food, food, debit card, that card reader thing, keypad, bags, keys, trunk. In one trip to the store, you touch a lot. That's why I wash my hands for 20 seconds every time. I do it to protect my mom from COVID-19, but it helps everyone in Wisconsin. Find out how to protect the people around you at dhs.wisconsin.gov slash COVID-19. Interest rates are at all-time lows and home equity is at all-time highs. You know what that means? You can save big money by refinancing your mortgage loan. Whether you want to just save a few hundred dollars a month, consolidate some debt, or get money for home improvements. Now's the time to call me. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. And MLS number 222-652. All right, boys, uh, let's talk about what happened against Ohio State. Uh, split, first it was 2-4 to four loss, unfortunately, then a nice bounce back, a 3-1 to one win. Strobes, take us through, you know, uh, what it was like going down to Ohio State where you used to coach to uh, take on the Buckeyes. Yeah, you know, they, they have another solid team this year and never easy winning on the road. But, uh, you know, in, in the end, you know, I think we went down there with an attitude of, hey, here's how many guys we got. We got a few out due to COVID and, you know, guys got to step up. And um, I, I think the first night a bit, uh, we were just a bit shocked into playing. I mean, it was four to nothing in the first period and things didn't go so well and, you know, kind of challenge the guys. And, in the second and third period, um, they definitely stepped up, and we, we pushed back, made it 4-2. We hit a crossbar, make it uh, could have made it 4-3, and then um, had a chance to bury one on the power play, and, and uh, Tommy Napier was good. And then the next night, we really, um, I think we hunkered down. We just said, hey, it is what it is. Um, no one's, again, I always say this, no one's going to feel sorry for you. you gotta you got to step up. And uh, guys like Jason Doogie, Brock Caulfield, Cole Caulfield, we had two power play goals, had to kill off a five-minute major. I think we ended up having seven forwards on the bench at the end of the game. Uh, three defensemen moved up uh, to our fourth line, and Josh S., uh, Shea Donovan, Luke Lamaster, and, you know, we pieced it together. It was, one, it was one of the better wins I've been associated with the Wisconsin because it was gutsy, and guys, uh, you know, bought in, and we were positive, and uh, Cam Rowe made uh, – I think 40 saves in his debut, which was pretty awesome. Uh, Barry, let me ask you, man, as a defenseman, when you see you're down to, you know, oh, nil to four in the first period, what's it like as a defenseman knowing, like, hey, like, what goes through your mind as you try to fight back with your team? Well, it's it's sort of exhilarating, actually. You get you get you want to play as much as you can, and it's just one of those things. Uh, you just get out there playing every other shift. Um, actually, you're just. Uh, 
you know, you're sort of just pumped up. You're in the moment, and uh, and if your team supports you, if you have fours that are coming back and supporting and and giving you help down low, it's okay. I mean, it's all good. But when you're if you're in your if you're in your zone the whole night and you're playing against a really top notch team, then it's not so good, right? But uh, I got to give hats off to the uh, the program here and the coaches and and, and Strobes because. I tell you what, I, and the, the first game wasn't on TV, so you couldn't see it, but you could see some highlights, and yeah. they really picked us apart maybe that first period. And then after that, after that, you know, Wisconsin had them, you know, for four periods or five, four and a half periods. And uh, and to see Cameron Rose step up to the plate, which we talked about last mm-hmm. week, guys, when, when we're on that call, we said we need some good goaltending, right? When you're shorthanded, you need some goalies to, sh- to step up. And, and to see Cameron Rose take over, um, you know, on, on that second game, you know that's awesome, and I believe he got uh, you know freshman of the of the week. I think it is um, based on his performance. So really cool to see that. And uh, and once again, I don't think people that are listening out there understand how shorthanded this team was, and uh, and especially some of the, the the players in the top two lines. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, Barry Richter and Mark Strobel joining us right now, talking Wisconsin hockey. Strobel, how did it feel? I mean, you used to coach at Ohio State. How did it feel to uh, finish off that series with a win uh, down in Columbus? Oh, it felt great. I, you know, I have a lot of respect for their program, and, and they've done a really good job the last few years and certainly having a personal connection with a lot of the recruiting done there and, and some of those kids. Um, you know, they're a good team, and, and we beat a good team. And uh, I think in the end, uh, you know, there's not a bad team in the Big Ten every night. I mean, if you look at the standings, uh, everyone's other than Minnesota right now, everyone's 500 uh, or a game below or a couple games above. and uh, you're going to see that the second half too. You're going to have to. You're going to have to win on special teams, good goaltending, sticking together, staying disciplined, uh, not taking dumb penalties, and and um, executing when you have to in key situations because that'll separate you from a three-two win versus a uh, you know four-three loss. And um, I got you know to, to Barry's point, you know we had five guys out. Yeah, Holloway still up in Canada. He was in quarantine there as they had some positive tests. Uh, Team Canada, and then four guys uh, were in uh, quarantine on a positive test. And, you know, when you lose that much firepower, uh, guys like Jason Doogie, Jack Gorniak, Brock Caulfield, um, you know, guys stepped up. And our, our D, we were down to 5D for two nights, and that's a lot of ice time. I think Owen Lindmark had uh, tracked one of the nights, 28 minutes in a game, and, and he's usually used to playing about 17. Um, so uh, you're really proud of the guys, and it, it just showed a lot of fortitude that this team has this year, and when we do get healthy in the second half, I'm really excited and, and very, very positive about the group we have. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We'll hear him clearly in about 10 minutes or so. Ryan Yonkman with Rice Dairy LLC down in Chicago. The Ever Ag Group is going to be joining us live to get you up to speed on what's happening in the marketplace. I see right now corn, beans, wheat, even dairy substantially higher in overnight activity. We've got an 11 a.m. World Ag Supply Demand Report that's going to be issued, and I wonder if some of this momentum isn't about that report. We'll find out what Ryan's got to say about that. He'll be joining us in just a little bit. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. So today, 10th day of December. You know, sometimes I think we forget the challenges 
that the United States, the world as a whole, has been able to meet and overcome regarding our health in the past. I note on this day in 1935, there was a scarlet fever outbreak in Janesville. Uh, 25 residents that had scarlet fever that were all quarantined. And obviously that's something that uh, we had to overcome and uh, found success with. On this day in 1967, Otis Redding died right here in Madison. Uh, His plane crashed into Lake Monona, killed him and four of his band members that had been uh, performing here in Wisconsin. Otis Redding died on this date in 1967. And on this day in 1963, six-year-old Donnie Osmond had his singing debut on the Andy Williams show. Think about that. 63, 1963, six-year-old Donnie Osmond. The world got to see him on the Andy Williams show. And now you know. Well, our Wisconsin cheesemakers have announced nine individuals that are going to receive some of their very special awards during the 2021 Cheese Expo Global online experience. Now, that global experience is considered the largest show in North America. Normally, it happens in April in Milwaukee. But again, this year, it looks like they're being forced into an online platform. John Umhafer, executive director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, says that's fine. They're still going to try to make it a fun, feel-like personal experience. Right. If you've been to State Fair, you've seen the big livestock auction. For our industry, for the cheese industry, one of the big highlights of the year is the cheese auction. It's just a loud and rambunctious event. Um, we had we tried last spring and had a good version of that online with bidders and people able to chat and, and kind of poke fingers at each other like you like to do at an auction. And uh, so we're going to try that again this spring with uh, the proceeds going to different charitable organizations that the, the bidders would pick. So try to make it fun for everyone and, and have some of that element of back and forth that you like to see among the bidders, uh, eyeballing each other as they try to win a bid. So... It, we hope to make that as, as enjoyable as it has been uh, in person. It's never quite the same, but we'll do our best. John, I'm here for along with us, Executive Director, Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. They are going online for their Cheese Expo on April 6th through the 8th. Now, John, I want to talk a little bit. We had mentioned about uh, the cheesemakers in Wisconsin and across everywhere in the world having to flex and, and really try to get their arms around doing business perhaps in a little different way in light of the pandemic. You know, this uh, Cheese Expo, if I recall, is kind of a a major fundraiser for your association. I mean, that's the other thing that people have to remember. The associations that they have come to rely on don't necessarily just uh, get by on dues, correct? Well, that's true, and it's particularly true for our organization. We do have our uh, big expo and our conference that that's basically our April events, and we have our cheese contests. Those are a big part of our funding, so it's definitely we're, we're feeling that, and our, our heart goes out to other associations, especially on the farm side, that uh, are also trying to work through this uh, with perhaps, you know, shows that have been canceled and opportunities to get together with members. So I think we're just... Really, in the whole industry, we're just another player that's seeing uh, impacts from this play out, and we just hope everybody comes out of it okay. You know, we've uh, 
I think it might be an urban myth. Maybe you can clarify for me. Uh, there have been conversations in farming circles that elsewhere in the world, there were shows still happening. There were events that were still taking place. From what you know, John, and from your international connections, did anybody get a chance to really do anything of a grand scale in light of the pandemic? The Europeans aren't getting ahead of us, are they? No, far from it. I think they were probably uh, harsher on shutting things down over there. And generally, we saw the shows fall like dominoes that were were holding out to stay alive uh, in 2020. And uh, I think they did what they they had to do, and that was, you know, reduce risk and, and take things virtual. So I think the real question mark will be, you know, into the fall of uh, 2021 and into 2022, hoping to see things turn where people have gotten uh, vaccinated and, and numbers are, are trending downward. And so I think everyone's looking forward. Uh, 2020, I didn't see any activity in Europe that uh, that uh, was better or, or different than you saw in the United States. John Umhafer, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. Again, the driving force, the organizing force behind North America's largest cheesemaker gathering coming up in April. Again, like you said, this year being forced into an online platform. Cheese Expo Global Online coming up in April. They announced yesterday the Wisconsin cheesemakers will recognize nine individuals that have played critical roles in the cheese industry. Mark Schleitweiler is picking up the Life Member Award. That's the highest honor that the association presents. Schleitweiler is a consultant right now, but most recently was involved in the transition of Walt Cheese into the Ellsworth Cooperative Creamery. He also worked at Belgioso. Some other Wisconsinites that are going to be recognized include Dr. Bob Kropp, Professor Emeritus at UW-Madison. He is going to be picking up a special award. Marianne Smikowski from the Center for Dairy Research will also be recognized. Uh, she had previous experience with USDA and Land Lakes, and then went to the Center for Dairy Research and created kind of her own unique position because she is the gal that really makes sure our Master Cheesemaker program runs smoothly, and she just retired. So those are some of the folks that are going to be recognized during the annual Cheese Expo Global coming up in April. I've got all the details on all the award winners right now at MidwestFarmReport.com our website, or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. So today, we've got a World Ag Supply Demand Report that's coming out from the U.S. Department of Agriculture and Overnight Trade. Markets are strong going into that report. December corn's up a half at 422. March corn up two and a quarter at 426. Soybeans for January are up 10 and a half at 1169. The July wheat is currently up eight at 591 and three quarters. Barrel cheese yesterday was unchanged at 142. 40 pound block cheese up a quarter at 160. Four and a half double A butter that dropped two cents to one fifty one and a half. The uh, fluid milk contracts for December are up twenty four cents at fifteen seventy six a hundred weight. January milk up twenty cents at sixteen thirty a hundred weight. What's going on there? We're talking about that next with Ryan Yonkman from Rice Dairy LLC down in Chicago. He'll be joining us in just moments. Hey, and I also want to remind you, uh, this weather has allowed us to get those Christmas lights and holiday decorations out. 
If you've got decorations around the farm or home, we'd love for you to share your pictures. I think it's just part of the try everybody trying to come together as best we can for the holiday experience. So the Farm Report would love for you to share your pictures of holiday decorations around your home, around your farm. Real simple to do. All you need to do is snap a picture and email it to us. Farm at MidwestFarmReport.com. Just that simple. Farm at MidwestFarmReport.com. You share a picture and we in return will thank you with a free gallon of milk courtesy of our friends at Quick Trip while supplies last. So snap those pictures while the temperatures are in the 50s today and uh, send them back to us. Farm at MidwestFarmReport.com. We, in turn, will share them with uh, everybody on our website as well as social media. And thank you with that free gallon of milk courtesy of Quick Trip. But get those uh, entries in right away today. Farm at MidwestFarmReport.com. All right, like I said, coming up next, we've got our friends from Rice Dairy LLC, Ever Ag, joining us. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Does your garbage disposal not shred like it used to? Dave Jones Standard Half Horsepower Garbage Disposal Replacement costs $250 and includes the garbage disposal and installation. When you need plumbing services, call Dave Jones, Inc. They're your trusted service partner for plumbing, heating and cooling, fire protection, and electrical for your home or business. Call or text Dave Jones for service or a quote today. Dave Jones. DaveJonesInc.com. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? Instead of flying to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether, like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see? What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. You could go to Chicago to hear about the Board of Trade, but isn't it easier to listen to Pam Yonke? 
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Oh, you don't want to hear me, especially when I got a guy like Ryan Yonkman on the line. Of course, you know he's the vice president of Rice Dairy LLC, Ever Ag, the overhanging umbrella for that group that's ready to stand by and let you know what's happening with the marketplace and more importantly, get a strategy together for you as far as 2021 is concerned. Well, Ryan, let's talk just a little bit about... Uh, a little bit. It's I don't know if it's a dead cat bounce or what it is, but uh, at least it seems like our barrel and block cheese prices have uh, slowed the decline. What's happening out there this morning? What are you keeping an eye on? Yeah, no doubt. You know, when you go from 250 cheese and kind of straight shot down to about a 150 average, uh, what we accomplished there was a couple things, one of which you gave end users a price they have not seen in a while. Uh, so naturally, we've heard U.S. demand picked up. A lot of people excited to start procuring cheese around here uh, for the forward year. Um, but an even bigger deal is we've got a global market that's trading around 160 to 170. Uh, so at these levels, we've heard uh, U.S. producers have been able to get some exports off, uh, which is a big deal. So I think at these levels, you've accomplished uh, fulfilling U.S. needs as well as getting some exports off, which is uh, created a little bit of a balance, but I'd say more or less some stability. I think to your point, this isn't something that feels like a runaway market, but maybe something that can chop or trade sideways around levels that are competitive in the global space. Now, we also want to keep an eye on what's happening right here at home. One one program that I want to focus in on just quickly is a Dairy Margin Coverage Program. Now, uh, it's administered through your county farm service agency office. It's not a new tool by any stretch of the imagination, although it has uh, gone through some revisions. Uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture and even our dairy organizations, Ryan, had been very anxious that enrollments by dairies, despite the fact that uh, you know our milk prices are anything but uh, profitable for a lot of folks, milk producers were not signing up. Have you seen anything with that uh, deadline looming tomorrow afternoon? Uh, yeah. So as of December 7, they were quoted to have said about 45% of U.S. dairy farms were signed up. Uh, I can tell you just personally with every day I've talked to my farmers, you know, we're encouraging them to get signed up. Um, guys are. So I do think those numbers are going to change a lot here in the last few days. Um, the way that program's teed up, it pays to wait till the very end so that you can have the uh, kind of the best look you've got at the following year. You know, it doesn't reprice. So I do think signups will escalate a lot here in the final days. And uh, we do encourage dairymen to do that uh, going into 21. Historically, for from what I recall, it has paid out uh, almost regardless of the pandemic. DMC has paid out, hasn't it? Yeah, if you look at the Tier 1 coverage, uh, which is 5 million pounds annually uh, at $9.50, it consistently pays out. Uh, If you were to equate that back to just milk, which is tricky because it's a margin program, that's roughly $17 coverage in Class 3 and Class 4. So, yeah, it consistently pays. It's a very good hedge. Uh, The caveat being it's, you know, 5 million pounds annually. So we know for a lot of you that's a drop in the bucket on your production um, but it's still another tool in the toolbox that should be used, part of everybody's hedge program, um, and something you should go get signed up for if you haven't. 
Yeah. And again, remember that right now, as it stands, unless there's some surprises, the deadline for your enrollment, dairy producers, is close of business tomorrow. So contact your Farm Service Agency office. Ryan Youngman, along with us, Vice President Rice Dairy down in Chicago and uh, Everag, the overhanging umbrella name for both them and Commodity Risk Management Group out of Platteville. Let's talk a little bit about what you're uh, counseling dairy farmers on today, Ryan. Aside from the Dairy Margin Coverage Program, uh, now we're getting ready to flip into 2021. I've had a lot of my guys constantly reminding me that the price that the federal government announces as far as, say, Class 3 is a far cry from what they're still getting in their mailbox. Uh, Those uh, PPDs still taking a whack at our milk price. So what other tools are you suggesting our dairy farmers look at to try to compensate for that loss? Yeah, so the you know, the biggest rationale behind the PPD for the most part is we've had a really low class four price. Um, and so the three, four spread, the difference between two is historically wide this year many times. As we walk into 2021, that spread is much more narrow. Uh, if you look at the difference between the two classes, you're talking you know one to two dollars. At that type of spread, you will not see all the deep pooling we saw this year, and therefore your PPDs aren't going to be outrageous. Um, doesn't mean you're not going to have a low milk check, right? PPD is not just why we get paid less. It's just part of the difference. Um, as far as what to do, you know, we're looking at 2021. It, it's been a goofy curve. Q1, January through March, by all means, has broke off its highs. Uh, but Q2 is the highest prices we've had since COVID, uh, since the March break. In July through December is new contract highs. Uh, this is all from a class three perspective. So we think there's great opportunity out there through the lens of buying puts, ideally using the DRP program uh, to get your floor set. Uh, there's still a huge asterisk next to anybody's forecast for next year, which has to do with what's the government going to do. Just last Friday, they announced a Section 32 purchase, uh, which is not the food box program, but it's still a Section 32 purchase about $50 million of butter, about $60 million of fluid purchase uh, across 2021. Uh, so the government continues to flex its muscles. There's rumors crazily spreading through the industry right now about a re-up of the food box. Um, so my caveat there is that we still have to be careful marketers going into 21 right now. It doesn't mean don't hedge, but I do think it means to be option-focused, uh, keeping most of your upside. Um, or if you're selling, you better really know what type of margin is there. Uh, but well, we've got this government intervention looming. It really seems like between now and the end of the year uh, as they try to figure out what type of stimulus bill they may or may not pass. Um, so I think we'll know a lot more turn of the calendar uh, as far as what our government is doing or not doing. And that should help a lot of us uh, bring a little more certainty to the marketplace as far as maybe taking some of the extreme upside out of it uh, that they presented so much this year. We're getting more and more reports of uh, vaccination starting to trickle to the people, depending on what part of the world you're looking at. Uh, with that reassurance, I guess, even if it's only mental, do you think that we'll see more international activity for dairy right away starting 2021, Ryan? Uh, it, anything around the vaccine is is just it's positive for life, right? <laughs> it's bigger than dairy. Um, but from a dairy perspective, you know, we look at that if ultimately we're a step closer toward restaurants being open, people being able to go out, travel, things like that. Um, as a whole, that's good for our industry. Um, you can make the case it probably matters the most for products like butter and nonfat, where so much of that goes into confectionery and cooking, uh, of which really got hit hard when we shut our, really, our restaurant businesses down. Right. For cheese, 
it's a tricky one. You could make the case it's, it's almost a little price negative cheese because this year all the focus was on cheese. Right. The government right. bought cheese. People yeah. are ordering pizzas. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to watch, but it, it would be a net win for yeah, sure. For sure. Ryan Yankman along with us, vice president of Rice Dairy down in Chicago.